It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, hello, 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 my listening audience out there. It's your girl, Barbara McGee, and I'm so happy to be here on Straight Talk Live. And today we are focusing on uh, the Raiders, my favorite team, the ones that should have won the Super Bowl, the Oakland Raiders. That's right. That's what I'm saying. And uh, with me today, I have uh, two very special guests. Well, one is my co-host. He's not really a guest. But today he's a guest because we want to give him uh, the respect because we know he fought hard for the Raiders. He was in the trenches, and he made the commitment. He's a season ticket holder, and he's our wealth expert and executive producer. First on the line, Mr. Rodney Beck. Hello, Rodney. Hey, good evening to you, Barbara, and hello, Raider Nation, because I know you're out there, and I know you're listening, and we are we are always one nation Absolutely. under a groove. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, under, under the, well, we were under the Raider groove, but now I also have with us on our panel tonight uh, a East Oakland uh, 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 resident in good standing, a political activist, and a father, a parent, and um, one of my favorite people, Mr. Bobby Bell. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And hello, all the listening ears out there. I'm glad to be here today uh, to express some of my own views and personal interests, and that will affect all of the community. That means all of us all of us in the Bay Area and possibly the state of California. Thank you all for allowing me to be here. Absolutely. And, and let me just start this off, uh, this dialogue off by saying that, again, we have the mayors missing, and, of course, Mr. Mark Davis is not with us. But uh, in spirit, we are Raider fans. And I that's Absolutely. I, that's right. I can't even tell you how long I've been a Raider fan. Even when they went to L.A. and left me in the dust, I was still a Raider fan. And the whole economy and the whole backbone, the whole essence of what a Raider is, comes from the grit and the girth from Oakland. Now, right now, I know there's a city council meeting going on here tonight. So we want to give a shout-out to the East Bay Dragons, because right now they are getting a plaque. They've been in existence since 1959, and tonight they are being recognized down at City Hall. So we want to give the East Bay Dragons a shout-out. And, Rodney, why don't you tell me a little bit about you and your relationship with the Raiders and just being a fan and a season ticket holder, and what does that mean? How, how How did you become that? Well, you know, to to being a fan, I caught up with the Raiders when I was uh, 
sophomore in college, and I was um, I was on schedule to come out to San Jose State from high school, and uh, my mother had a heart attack, so I had to remain in New Jersey, and I stayed there to you know just 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 to keep her estate in order, and and as I was went ahead and stopped my football career, well my pursuit of my total football career, went to this other school. I called Winner the Raiders because Al Davis had made a minority and given a minority a leadership opportunity. And back in the late 70s, early 80s, it was a little unheard of. And so I said, wow, I said, this is the guy I would like, I would really like to follow. I said, man, I would love to play for him. So <laughs> I didn't wind up playing for him, but when I got to California, I was, you know, I, I was Raider struck. And they just happened. I went to Sandy. I came through Oakland. I came through Oakland. I passed through L.A. I wound up putting my first roots down in, in San Diego. And they came down to play the Chargers. And I was like, oh, man. And the next thing you know, my company was moving me to L.A. And they came to L.A. I was like, oh, man. So while you guys were mad about him coming to L.A., that was the great hiccup. That was the great hiccup. I've tried to explain that to both Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. They're both confused about what happened actually with the Raiders. They think somehow that they're from L.A. and they're not. Okay? So no, I no, 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 no. Oakland, Oakland's always been the Raiders' home. My uh, my dad got mad and, and uh. He, you know, he became a full-fledged 49er fan at the time they left, but I tried to explain it to him that, you know, whatever the reason was, Al was making it very visible. But I became a season ticket holder in 1996. That's when I brought my first season tickets. I had um, I had used to purchase five seats for me and, and my family, and then when I when that shut down, you know, people were saying, oh, well, Dad, you know, Dad, you know. So I said, okay. So I went down to two seats, and I loved the upper nation. So I was all the way up in the in the top, and I had like 317 followers, and we called ourselves the upper nation from 1996 up to present day where they shut that section down and put us over right above the players where the Raiders enter and exit the field on the 50-yard line. And my loyalty, as they call it, my loyalty was to football. I love playing the sport. I played from the time I was nine until I was 25. So what I saw Al Davis do and what I liked about the men that came to play in the Raiders organization, they had a pride about the game of football. And today, that pride has been pulled another way. I I don't, you know, I, I, hey, I'm going to hold it there, and we'll get into that a little later on. Absolutely. Well, you know, the funny thing that I see about the Raiders, Bobby, is that, you know, um, the East Oakland feeling, the beverage, the smell, the tailgate parties, I mean, come on, uh-huh. let's, talk about, uh-huh. let, let's talk about that, because here's the bottom line. When the 49ers, and I hate to bring them up in the same sentence, but when the 49ers moved from Candlestick Park and moved to 
their beautiful new digs down in uh, Santa Clara. Levi's Stadium. Um, <laughs> what happened was there, there became a vacuum with that stadium. I mean, a huge vacuum in the sense that all the businesses around in the area no longer could feed off the traffic. Uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers could no longer afford to go to the games because the games tripled in price. I mean, uh, the actual season ticket holders were not able to recreate themselves in the vision for the 49ers when they got down to their new stadium. And the new fans that they uh, were able to entice to come to the game were not necessarily into into the game or into them as long as they were winning, it was good. But if there was a question about the win or the championship, then, oh, well, we don't care. So, I mean, so, Bobby, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about the loyalty? I mean, who would want to trade the black hole for Las Vegas? Well, oh, my goodness. I can give you a whole lot of information that nobody's considering. So get ready for an earful. 49ers moving to Levi's Stadium. I'm going to just say that for now, and then I'm going to jump to the Raiders. That, that hurts because you got the big Levi's Stadium, the prices and triple for the tickets and all that. They didn't, they went up. There's parking is bad. It hurt a lot of businesses over there. That's going to last for so long, and then who who's to say? I, I don't want to get sued for saying the wrong thing, but that's not a good mixture. Now let's go to the Raiders. They're leaving us. They're going in less than three years. They'll be moving out to uh, Las Vegas, city, the Sin City. Now, that's great for us about three years, but I give it five years. Something's going to happen. The heat is 102 degrees. Who's going to do a tailgate party in that? (laughs) Then the tickets are going to be higher. And the jobs out there. They're not permitting tailgating in Las Vegas. You know, that's what the. The stadium's going to be on the strip, so there's no, there's no. They already said there's going to be no tailgating. Hey, well, that's true, that's true. But I just put that in there. Now there's no tailgating, so people can't really get what we got out here. When we go to the games, people tailgate, they barbecue, they they have fun. We have great fun out here. We got the mob, you know, the mob that well, what's that? Make Oakland better. They were in their jerseys, they're black. I mean, it was just great. Now they got to have air conditioning in that stadium. They're going to have to put solar panels. There's a lot of power. They're going to have to use a lot of energy to keep it cool because the minute those air conditioners go out, people are going to die a heat stroke or something. Anything can happen. I can go on and on, and it's going to sound kind of crazy, but it's true. Three years, then they're going to be seeing what they didn't consider now that they should have. I can go on and on and on, but it's that's not a good move moving out to Nevada. I mean, all these years, nobody never went out there right now. It's all about money. They left Oakland. Now let's talk about the city of Oakland and the, the, uh, the, uh, Alameda County, uh, supervisors. Why did they let the Raiders leave? We got three, we got two big buildings, the Oakland Coliseum and the stadium. They're talking about building a baseball arena too. Can they possibly any way possible to build that without using public funds, there's no way. They said the same thing about the stadium and the Coliseum, but look how that happened. So let's get I don't want uh let's get these certain people out of Oakland. People with money coming into Oakland. And you know, like 
They're putting Starbucks, for example, in East Oakland where you would never expect. I applaud Desley Brooks for that. That's a great thing. But it also gives some signs. I can get deep with my clues, but if I do, there's a lot of people that don't want everybody to know what's really going on. They're going to get hurt, and then it's going to start quagmire, chaos, and everything else. Some of these elected officials. Need I see any more? Absolutely. And you know what? The interesting thing uh, to to know uh, about East Oakland is the price that the residents in East Oakland have paid in order to be East Oakland residents. I mean, in terms of the culture, the rich culture, in terms of the neighborhood, in terms of what it has taken in terms of dedications for someone like yourself who's been an activist and who's been outspoken, who has really tried to pull together on a grassroots level to try to keep, first off, the violence down, second off, keep people engaged and keep them talking. I mean, this is something that you would think we would have aldermen and people like that that would come out and do this. But, you know, it's been the community. It's been the people like yourself, uh, Bobby, and it's been people like you, Rodney, who keep engaging these conversations, and it seems like City Hall and the people there are not interested in what the they're people not. really And they're interested well, in whatever this plan is that nobody is privileged to know. So go ahead. Well, you know, well, you know, well, you know, Barbara. They, I think, I think, uh, out of there's two people in in the uh, in down in City Hall that uh, stepped step forward. There were the, the two black uh, council people. But the thing that I think the biggest thing that the current newly elected administration had to swallow was the fact that they said that Oakland was a real troubled city. See. Because what the Raiders did was make people realize that Oakland was a beautiful city. See, Bobby mentioned something, and I'm just going to piggyback on it. You see, at the time when the Raiders came to 10 games, they came into the city to play football. The tailgating wasn't just one ethnicity. It was a multitude of races. Getting together. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it was the only. It was the only time that Oakland was able to bring all different nationalities together, and nobody said nothing. You didn't have shooting. You didn't have bombing. You didn't have threats. You didn't. Matter of fact, we didn't even have fights. We had. We're here to support the Raiders. We want to play some football, baby. And yeah, they absolutely. You know, and they couldn't they couldn't swallow that because they were trying to make uh, Oakland. You know, we got a problem with crime. We, no, you, no, something something was foul in the Raiders stand in Oakland. They knew it made their argument very foul. That was one of the things I think they had. They said, "Hey, let's get rid of let's get rid of the Raiders because hey, 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 hey Bobby, I'm here. So what? So what? So what if we have a bond?" for 30 years in the cities in debt. Hell, every American living in the United States is in debt, baby. Come on, oh, you don't exactly. no debt, you don't have let, let me bring this up. Okay, so just recently, you know, a lot of us, well, I've always said this. I've always said 
uh, that, you know, we are fleeing Oakland. You know, we're on the run, black people. And we're not comfortable where we go to. And so, therefore, we're angry and we're disengaged and we're no longer part of community and we don't have a voting block. But now, a lot of us have gone to Atlanta. And the interesting thing about Atlanta is just recently, they spent $17 million on a hotel close to the airport, the city did, because it was in the best interest of the city to save the hotel and to make sure that people are still working, people are still engaged, people are still living, and that hotel is still safe. And it was, you know, it's so funny because I can remember, you know, I'm not going to say how far back I can remember, but I will say I can remember when it was like a question about, well, how much money do we have to have and we're not going to put any more money on taxpayers. Taxpayers are not going to pay for the stadium to be renovated. But let me tell you something. When we didn't have but a, when we when we had those little jobs, when we were making twenty five dollars an hour, we had more right. in the nineties, uh-huh. no question that we could afford to pay for a stadium and to pay whatever it costs to bring the Raiders back. That's right. But now that we uh-huh. have all this money coming in from San Francisco and all these people who are really making money, I mean, we're talking 250000 a year. Some of these uh-huh. third year they're paying $5,000 a month rent to live on the lake. You mean yep. to tell me they can't pay uh, 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 all of our rents are increased. Everything in Oakland is uh, twice as much as it used to be. Where there is money to pay for this stadium, and the idea that nobody thought enough of East Oakland and treated it like an incorporation instead of part of the city tells me that they have a plan for that plot of land. That's right. Rodney, what do you think, what do you think the plan is? Because I know you were in on a lot of the discussions, and you had a. Uh, let me do a commercial right now. Hey, everybody, we're here on T25CL.com, and I'm your host, Barbara McGee. I'm here with Rodney Best, our executive producer and wealth expert, and also with Bobby Dell. And we're discussing the Raiders now. Now, you can go to www.T25CL.com at Galaxy Talk Radio and see what's happening with our Galaxy shows. Monday night we have uh, Compton Politics, Tuesday night, of course, Straight Talk, and then Wednesday night we have the wonderful Lady Ross, and she has Rosalind's Corner. You can also download music, and you can check out United We Stand and a lot of the other film products that we have available. So uh, do patronize uh, T25CL. Okay, so Robbie, what what did you recognize or what did you uh, see as the breakdown in the communication between the team, the city, and the fans? Well, you know, the, to me, the, the actual breakdown occurred when we in the city did not realize who was running the city. Let me say that again. We in the city did not realize who was in control of the city. Now, here's the reason I say that. Well, 
the Warriors got approved to move to San Francisco. So who helped the Warriors get approved to go to San Francisco? Well, I found out that the city of Pleasanton, they proudly raised their hands and said, yeah, we we helped the Warriors move out to San Francisco because, you know, it's a, it, um, whenever they come to town, our hotels fill up and we're making money. I'm like, huh? So, so, so yeah, we, 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 we really pushed that. So I'm like, well, okay. So how's the – and they say, yeah. And when the Raiders come to town, while we're pushing to save the Raiders, our hotels fill up and people catch cars and catch cabs and drive into Oakland, but our hotels fill up. And I looked around, Barbara. That's right. In Pleasanton. And I said, man, I said, all these hotels that are out here in Pleasanton used to be on Hagenberger Avenue in Oakland when I first moved into Oakland. All the hotels that were once there are now in Pleasanton. Yes. So so when you focus on the lodging community, the recreational lodging community, those people, I think, had a lot to push the Raiders out of Oakland because they wanted to move them because they wanted to get more control of those dollars. Now, I don't know how the how the Raiders leaving Oakland is going to help their purse, <laughs> you know, because like uh-huh. the Mayor L.U. Harris had a, had a 20-year plan where there was supposed to be seven new hotels coming up in Oakland. We're in, we're in the uh, 19th year of this 20-year development, so I don't know exactly uh, where this is going to help them, but I think we really need to see who is really controlling Oakland because this one black man, Ray Bobbick, who was a resident, grew up out here in East Oakland, who's now, you know, pretty well established with, with, uh, with, his, with his business and things, and he started talking about building a city, Coliseum City, along with some other people, which would have included... I heard about, I heard about the Coliseum City... Somebody, a matter of fact, I think I even seen some plans for that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. The, the architects that actually built the stadium for the, the, for, the, for the Warriors, they're playing in right now, and actually built the stadium for the Raiders 20 years ago, put a proposal together for the city of Oakland to redo it and was going to build this thing and, and make, it, make a Coliseum city out of it, and it was going to be a beautiful Beautiful uh, um, establishment, beautiful location. Everything was going to be picture perfect. And Barbara, guess what? What happened? It's the same exact thing that the the guy who owns the Warriors got him doing in San Francisco. They're building a stadium, and they're putting all these retail developments around the stadium, hotels, restaurants, uh, 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 retail establishments. He's doing the exact same thing. And so why is it thought that East Oakland is not appropriate to have that sort of funding? Because that's all you can really say. And then here's here's something, gentlemen. Um, Now, Bobby, you and I have something in common. 
And we both belong to an organization called 1,000 Mothers to Prevent Violence. And I exactly. think that with all due respect because I know that you have paid a great price to be a resident in the city of Oakland because not only did you endure the loss of a child, but you stayed and you stayed to make the place where you live better. And that is exemplary of a citizen and so deserving of honor. And I just want to give you that from the bottom of my heart. But I Uh noticed that when we had our gathering at City Hall, um, we were launching the Safety Act. And 1,000 mothers had, um, had commissioned a safety app so that you could feel as a young person or as an older person if you had a smartphone, you could download this app, and the app would help you because it would alert not only your 10 top people that you were in trouble, but it would take photos and it would put the photos in the cloud. And even if someone stole your phone, they couldn't steal the record of who kidnapped you. It kind of like gives you like a, a second sense of safety. And then, of course, it would be downloaded by the police. So it was like the corporation, it was the perfect cooperation to make people feel more safe and to catch criminals. And uh, we were at Elaine Brown and with uh, the people that uh, created the the app. Uh, They were on this show. They're friends to the show. All of this went on. And I tell you, we were right there in City Hall, and we had a catered lunch. And I remember the day that we stood there and waited. You remember this? We waited for the mayor Uh to come out. And at least have a plate with us, or at least say, "Hey, I see you. I feel so. I I I feel moved." Or, "Hey, you know, I understand. Uh, we we think. I mean, anything, or just say hi, bye, go to the parking lot." But she refused to come out the door. And, and that I was Jean listening. Kwan, am I correct? No, that was Libby Shaft. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and, then, and then I remember being in the rotunda, and there was my old friend Ronnie Lott coming up the stairs, and he had a plate with us because guess what? He wasn't, he didn't get a meeting either. So, I mean, how do we have, how do we have a mayor that refuses to not only acknowledge those who are most vulnerable in the city, but how do we have a mayor that refuses to uh, meet with someone who put together $1.3 billion to save the Raiders? Well, I got to add to this. Before, nobody never really heard of me because everything I did was in the back. But after my son was murdered in 2012, I decided, okay, politics is hurting everybody in Oakland. Gene Kwan was the mayor. Then I decided, okay, now I'm going to get into this. So all of my contacts, all of my associates, they knew. I told them and I swore and I vowed, I'm going to do something in the city of Oakland. Then I started getting out there after I cried my brains out for a year, the loss of my son, because they play politics with the lives of black people to get people to move out, sell their homes, go to Antioch. It's no better because now the Raiders are leaving. Oakland, the politics is like this. Oakland has railroads, uh, switching stations, which has a lot to do with railroads. So we got trains. That's for shipping. That's money. We got the Port of Oakland. That's money for shipping. Okay, exactly. we got the Oakland Airport. That's money. 
So we got those three means of transportation, import, export, big major means. Even Vallejo is right there. San Francisco, 12 o'clock midnight, and I learned this from, Japan, from the Japanese, billion-dollar-a-year industry that ship cars overseas. San Francisco at 12 o'clock midnight is less than 30 minutes away if you got to expedite packages or anything. So they taught me this through uh, something called the uh, Toyota TPS, uh, Toyota Production System. That's money, big money. Oakland is all right here in Oakland. But Oakland has over a billion dollars in private funding right now. They don't talk about this. West Oakland, you see how it's been changed. I'm going to try to stay away from that race word, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to keep it neat, but it's there. Racism is alive and well today. But I'm fighting to make us all equal, but it, it just won't be that way. Jesus Christ was five foot five. He had dreaded hair, and he was dark-skinned. But the minute that he came out and people knew who he was, somebody, people, a group of people killed him. Today, we pretty much have the same thing. Anything that's good, they're going to cut it down. You know, just like Libby Schaff is doing, we lost the Raiders. They were a great thing, an additive. When the Wayne brothers, now I know y'all remember the Wayne brothers when they came down here to buy into the Oakland Army base. What did they do? They sued them. How many millions of dollars for an impact, uh, research impact or a study impact study? They didn't really want to buy and create jobs for us. Yes, exactly. And having the ability to have a movie um, uh, what, what, what would we say? That is like having Universal or having exactly. pictures right there in Oakland. I mean, who blundered that? Instead, we ended up with all this foreign money and foreign interest in Oakland. We ended up with people who bought property in Oakland that told the residents of Oakland to get out. I, I mean, it's, it's, get this. In 2013, there were less than 50 black families that were given loans for mortgages or for refinancing in the city of Oakland. Oh, so wow. when, you look at, when you look at that, it is definitely a conspiracy from the top to eliminate us. Now, I want to say that I feel that Desley Brooks has done a great job um, with trying her best to create more jobs and to um, really unvilify East Oakland by inviting in Starbucks. But the problem is, is if she could have switched her efforts to working with the consortium to save the Raiders, that would have been way more jobs and way more revenue to keep the Raiders in Oakland than it would have been to get a Starbucks, which, excuse me, generally means that the current residents who can't afford to pay for a 4 or $5 coffee are going to be moving out. That's the sign on the wall. Rodney, I want to ask you a question. Now that the Raiders are leaving, now I heard that they were going to stay behind for two years, but somebody told me that they were going to stay behind maybe one more year. What did you hear about that? Well, the, 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 the breaking news that occurred five, about five days ago, Barbara, is that the uh, Raiders are, well, the, the organization is having a little bit of a challenge with getting things completed 
you know, dotting their I's and crossing their T's to finalize some things for the actual leasing agreement for the stadium in in uh, Las Vegas. Now, for what my understanding is, these uh, this leasing agreement has to be completed by October. And the unfortunate thing is the owners don't meet again until October. So they're saying, well, if this thing, if this thing isn't signed and completed, uh, it could push the Raiders' uh, projection of being in Las Vegas to 2021 as opposed to 2020. So what happens now is that they have a two-year contractual lease to continue being in Oakland. Now, that third year, they were trying to negotiate that to be somewhere, but now they're going to be pushed out and possibly pushed out another year. So who does that affect? Well, that's going to affect the season ticket holders. Because, see, uh-huh. if you pay for your ticket in Las Vegas and you're going to be there in three years and it doesn't hold up, then you don't know where they're going to be. So well, where, 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 is the, where is the money? So that's the big picture that's coming up right now. But the biggest picture, the biggest picture I've seen come forward is the fact that people are starting to talk about having 126 men, professional men, in Las Vegas on Saturday night before the game on Sunday. Not you know, We're not talking the 56 men, the 62 men from the Raiders. We're talking the other teams. They got to bring in 60-some guys too. So now you've got 122 guys making over $500,000 a year for 10, what is it, 16 weeks, and they're going to be put into that city 10 weeks a team 10 times out of the season. So that's really starting to become a topic. Absolutely. And let me tell you something about uh, something that both of you said. Now, uh, as credit for uh, Bobby Dell, who mentioned the heat. Well, I used to live in Las Vegas. And first off, Las Vegas, okay, there's the Strip, okay, there's the Strip, and then there's Vegas. Vegas is very disenfranchised from the Strip, from gambling, from tourists. The actual citizens of Vegas, they don't even like Californians. They call the police on us when we park too long with our California license plate. Are, I mean, I mean, it is not a friendly place. And on top of that, it is 117, at least 95 days of the year, at least not, maybe 100 days of the year where you are blistering hot. And that's during the period of time that the training season is. Now, you've got a young team that just, I mean, that just now has become successful. How long have we been dedicated? How long has the black hole, you know, there are so many teams. I mean, I could talk about football, national, American. We could talk about uh, basketball is going down right now with the Warriors. We love them. Another Oakland team that we can't seem to keep. 
But the bottom line of it is, is out of all that fan base, fandom is not the same as the black hole. Now, that's real fans because they are there for the Raiders when they win, place, or show. And I, I think the idea of trading that for an opportunity to be in Vegas where nobody gives a damn, and you better get that straight, where everybody has to come uh-huh. in at the destination game, I think you now have created a recipe for the Raiders to be at the bottom of the hill and never recover. What do you think, gentlemen? It's all about the money. Money talks. Hey, you guys, we got a caller on the line. Hey, you guys, you're listening to www.p25pl.com, and this is Straight Talk Live. I'm your host, Barbara McGee, and we have Rodney Best and Bobby Dell coming from Oakland, California. Let's see here. Hey, you're on Straight Talk. Did you have a question or a comment? Hello, Miss Barbara. It's Rosalind calling in from your T25CL family. Hello, Rosalind. How are you? Welcome. We appreciate having another woman who understands football in this debate. <laughs> hey, Rosalind. Hey, Rosalind. Hey, how's everybody doing? How are my brothers doing? Hi, Rodney. We're great, Rosalind. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Good, good, yeah. good, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really sitting back, listening to the comments and, and you know the statistics that you were sharing. I mean, I, I'm not from Oakland. I, I don't know much about Oakland. I'm, I'm a New Yorker myself, you know. But uh, love my football. I know, knew about the Raiders. They, they're passing them, passing them around like, you know, a hot potato. Um, from city to city, but um, I think when I when you were talking about um, you know the uh, really the infrastructure of Oakland, and I think it has even with all cities, and we think about the measures that's being passed or trying to be passed uh, when it comes to and and one key thing as we talk about is all about the money. It's all about where the money is going to be placed and who has control over the money and who's going to who has control as to where it's being spent. And um, as I was looking at, at a statistic, when you think about the infrastructure, man, this, this is just about Oakland. As, as things currently stand, if you're, if you're an adult living in Oakland and your street has to be repaved, it wouldn't be repaved again in your lifetime. That, that's saying something to me right there. I mean, simply something, just just the fact that they won't spend money on just getting a street paid. That's because the city of Oakland has $2.5 billion in unfunded capital needs, including a $443 billion paving backlog. And that's just something way out the you know, left field. <clears throat> but when you think about the money that needs to be spent, and and it's and it's really mind-boggling how they move these teams from city to city. Um, why can't they leave the 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 you know the Dubs in in Oakland? Why can't they leave you know the Raiders in Oakland? Why can't they leave? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it, it it's it's really mind-boggling how money really controls the flow of life. And that is my comment, guys. 
Wow, that was a yeah. good one. Well, we didn't know that they had that much. Uh, the next time one of my a- AMG tires busts, I'm going to sue the city to replace my $500 tire because I didn't know they had that kind of money. And listen, the potholes alone will kill you. But that's the point. The point we're making is, is that Oakland has the money to afford this city. They could match funds. They have the money. And, and, and I'm not quite sure. If you could tell me, um, Ronnie, how does Oakland as a city play into the districts? Because, mind you, we haven't talked about my love. And the uh, actual uh, company that I used to work for, which is BART, which has 13 different districts that paid into making this phenomenal uh, train that carries almost uh, half a million people a day that comes right to the Coliseum. I mean, now they don't have that in Vegas. They're not even thinking about having something like that in Vegas. But that was all constructed with the thought of the airport and the Coliseum. So, I mean, what, what my question is, what do you think is going to happen with that area that is there when the Raiders are gone? Let's let's think seven years from now. Hey, hey, let me let me let me let me first let me first let me first say this. Twenty years ago, they built those two facilities out in East Oakland. Twenty years ago. So, name me one representative. One council person, one elected official that was in office 20 years ago. Hmm. You see my point? You see my point? So my question to these people here today that said no to the to the bonds, said no to the funding, where will you be 20 years from now? Your name won't even be remembered because the growth is going to occur. But why are you? With the reason, I'm, I'm, why are you stopping the city, the inner city life, and you want to make this new urban city life? Why are you stopping that? Twenty years from now, people aren't going to remember you. But the kids that are that are unfortunate that live in the city or the kids that are fortunate to live in the inner city and survive, you're saying to them, hey, I don't want to live like you. My question is, you, you, you've never lived like them. So we're, why, people, why, people, are we worrying about a bill on a city 20 years from now? We didn't worry about the bill 20 years before. I was here 20 years ago. I was Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Absolutely, and you are a taxpayer, and you are a resident of Oakland, and you are a property holder. You pay into that with your property tax. You pay into, you know, the future of Oakland. And, and you know, I've always said that, you know, the breakdown of Oakland, you know, started a few years ago, you know, when all of us weren't really paying attention. But the breakdown started when we started seeing people moving into the ghetto, into West Oakland. When we started seeing, excuse me, people, neighbors that wouldn't speak, when we started seeing people shuffling around early Saturday morning on their laptops, not fixing up their property, but just holding on to their properties long enough for you to move out. 
You know, this is what bothers me about Oakland. You know, and I, I, I hate to say it like this, but I mean this. You know, why are the brown and black kids dying and nobody else is dying? And I don't Let me inter- I, I need to interject now. I need to. <laughs> Listen up, folks. Think about this. Let's take BART. Let's go back a few steps. BART, you got a full BART train with thousands of people. They're all packed on there like sardines. They all have a ticket that they paid to go to San Francisco or whatever, wherever they're going. BART makes enough money. AC Transit, they're making money. They make enough because these two entities, they're not only funded by the money of the BART tickets that they sell, but they get state, county, they get federal funding too because this is for handicapped and people of the state and city and county. So the state and the federal government have to put money into it. And then they have other little programs. But where is all this money going? They have pork projects. Now, pork, something we ain't, we don't like. So in politics, the government calls when senators and stuff, when they're elected officials, they call it pork projects. All the money that's collected, all the people at the top, maybe some board members, if they're not getting paid, they get per diems. That's millions of dollars a year. Even though it's maybe unethical, it might be illegal, but if there's no written law that said you can be put in jail for this or put in jail for that, they can break the law anyway. Have any of you ever heard of people selling alcohol at a party without an alcohol license? What they do is they sell drink tickets. You can legally break the law. You sell drink tickets. So the police can come in there and you say, hey, man, that's not money. You buy the little drink ticket. And since it's not legal tender, you could use that drink ticket and trade that for a drink, a glass of alcohol. Hey, you, just, you just let a cat out the bag there, bro. Because I know a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people listening say, oh, man, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Politicians, they can only accept a couple of hundred dollars for campaign contributions. How do they raise a million dollars? Will you go to one of these senators or congressmen's campaign party? They have corporations. You can't touch them. Corporations sign up so many people, and they buy a, a plate of food for $1,000 a plate. $3,500. Now, mm-hmm. Or whatever. But, hey, and then they get their money because they can only accept so much per person or so much money, no more than $1,000 per company, but they can still raise millions of dollars at one time. Now, even though it might be ethically wrong or ethically illegal, you ain't breaking no F with the Federal Practices Commission laws, Political Practices Commission, whatever they are. You're not breaking their laws. So we're doing it. I can go on and on and on, but I'm not supposed to be giving out these secrets, but I'm not an elected official yet. So I'm going to talk about it because I intend on whatever I do being honorable at it. If you start off being honorable and honest, et cetera, et cetera, you don't have to always look over your shoulder and you can still walk out there and be proud of yourself and your accomplishments because you have nothing to hide. Everything the the president of the United States did, there's some things President Trump did already. Right now, as we speak, he should have been arrested for treason. 
but they didn't. He's a Republican, and now the Republicans, they don't know what to do because he's one of their own, and they, they can't right. arrest their own. What am That's I saying, right. man? Did I just come let on. the cat out the bag? So all but of you black people out there, both some black people listening to us, think, man, God gave us a whole lot. And the world is, there's some people in this world on this earth that, are, that don't have what we have that are afraid of us. So when black people are killed, okay, well, we, we, they, they go away. Let somebody in San Leandro or Hayward die. Man, they're going to investigate and somebody's going to be arrested. Go to Oakland, kill somebody. Oh, well, oh, we don't know. Stay away from the crime scene. We got to investigate. I lost a brother, a son, a nephew. Nobody was arrested. And I can go on with other folks that's been murdered in Oakland, and most of the murders have not been solved. There's still nobody was arrested. And then sometimes when they do arrest somebody, it's the wrong person. Exactly. I can keep going. But then exactly. somebody might shoot me. <laughs> so sometimes I just wait my turn. But if anybody's listening and you're thinking about, think of, okay, let me bring y'all back so a little farther. Do y'all remember the the Clarion Hotel? Yep. Barbara, remember yep. the Clarion? I think so. It sounds familiar. If y'all can remember where Jack in the Box is over near, uh, uh, what's the, uh, uh, Hagenberger Road, Jack in the Box, there was the yep. old, used to be a Holiday Inn. Then yep. it went to the Clarion. Then it got yep. shut down. Yep. Well, now it's been reopened. It's the Radisson. That's right. Now, there wasn't a big thing about it. It wasn't on the news or anything. Has, have you guys ever seen it? I've been in there. I've been in the rooms. Yep. I've rented a room over there and had a couple of meetings over there. It's nice. Yep. Now, they didn't make a big deal about it. That's right next to the airport. Right. Now, about 20 years ago when I was working at Newby, I had gotten several of our own team members there, and just with making loans in our 401Ks, we had a few million dollars. We was going to try to buy that old hotel fix it up and uh, because it's right there and, and try to bring people in and make something out of it. And we was even going to get apply for low-interest loans and a low-interest grant, I mean a, a grant from the city of Oakland. That's what the plan was, but it never went through. There was a lot of black stuff going on, just not black stuff, but stuff that just wasn't right. There was too much illegal stuff going on, so we left it alone because we didn't want to get caught up in the politics. Now, if we can all put our minds together and think, we can do it. But everything that's done in Oakland right now is done for a reason. The Raiders are leaving. We know that. The Warriors, they're going to. They're jumping right across the Bay to San Francisco. The Oakland A's, they're not going nowhere. I promise y'all, the A's are going to stay here. They're not going to leave. But yet now, Oakland's talking about building a whole new stadium for the A's. Why? We got two right now. That's just more money. And then they're swearing up and down they're not going to use taxpayer money. There's no way they can build a stadium without digging into taxpayer money, even if they use the billion dollars of private investments that are in the city of Oakland. But nobody talks about that because people that are low income or don't have a lot of money, middle, middle income too, they got to go because nobody can't afford to live in Oakland. Everything is just too high. Absolutely. Uh, Ross, you know, let me ask 
Let me ask Rosalind something. Rosalind, do you know what the median rent, are you there? I'm here. Uh, do you know what the median rent is in Oakland for a two-bedroom host, uh, a two-bedroom apartment? No. <laughs> right around 4000 Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah, right around 4000 And And here's the sad part about it. Kind of like when you're here in Los Angeles, you know, and you go to rent an apartment. We're not talking about purchasing a home. We're talking about renting an apartment. If you go to rent an apartment, you've got to go through a couple. I'm not going to call these agencies names, uh, but you, there's only two, and they have they manage maybe a million apartments in LA. I mean, I don't even know how they were able to take over a million apartments, but they but that's what they're responsible for. So if you don't have a certain level of documentation or if you don't have a certain 750 credit score, you're not going to get an apartment, period. And, and, and what I'm starting to see that's happening in Oakland that is really critical is that black women are starting to lose their HUD or their Section 8. And oh, that's what's God. helping people to stay in these high-rent areas. You know, and make sense of it. So, you know, you're working and all you're doing is you're paying rent. You're, you're paying rent hoping that you're not evicted because you can't pay or because they're going to pull the Ellisac on you. And that was something else that was done. The city of Oakland's mayor called for the lawyer that helped with the Ellis Act over in San Francisco. That means that, Rosalind, you own this building. And you've been renting, let's say your mom owns the building, and you've been renting out the building. It has 15 units in it. You've been renting that for the past 40 years, and you would like to move in it. So you want everybody to move out so you can renovate, so you personally can move in. But in all actuality, you have no intention of living in that building because you can get more by renting that building out to uh, Airbnb at 200 or 300 a night for renovated mm. apartments than if you were to have regular tenants living in there. Mm. This is what has, this is, this, this, and they brought this gentleman over to Oakland and had him on the advisory board for housing in Oakland saying that he was going to help people keep their apartments. Can you believe mm. it? The mm. level of double That's sad. That's sad. So, so Rodney, tell me, what do you think? What do you think we can decide? Uh, what do you think we need to do to move forward? Well, hey, hey Barbara, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it to you like this. You remember that that song, the uh, Temptation? What was that? The Temptation that that thing that song? People get ready. There's a train that's coming. There's a train. <laughs> you, don't need, you, don't need, you, you don't need no money. Just get on the board. Don't need no ticket. Don't need no ticket. Just get on board. That train pulled up here in Oakland about eight years ago, and, that, uh-huh. and they, they, they done fired up the engine. They said, hey, no, 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 no. We don't want you aboard. We want, we want you, 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 yeah, and, and some of you, yeah, all, all of you, you know what I'm saying? 
I mean, they are they are changing the city that I came to in 1978. It was huh. a chocolate city. This this is a city now that has no name. It, it, you know, when people say Oakland, they say, which Oakland are you talking about? You know, there's Oakland in uh, o- Omaha. There's Oakland. In, which, 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 when you used to come out and say Oakland, it was, oh, yeah, oh, Oak Town, Chocolate City, California. It's changing. And they have That's they, right. They, they didn't made the change. They're saying right now we are going to take Oakland and we're going to make it the way that we want to make it. Now, please, don't ask me who we is, when you can look right out there and see who we are. Tell people, who, who are you talking about? We, Rodney. Open your damn front window. You know, open your front window. But the only thing that I'm questioning about the Raiders leaving the Bay Area is that they did not look at the fact of the family development that that organization brought to the enlightenment of the children in Oakland. See, because there was the granddad taking the grandkids and the great-grandkids to a Raiders football game. Right. Name, me, name, me, name me the millions of granddads that's going to take their grandkids to Las Vegas to a football game. But they said, but you know what, and, 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 and I'm going to pull back on this. They said it's going to work that way because Las Vegas have so many kids' attractions going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and well, I said, you know what, well, they, said that, they said that before. If you remember that, remember they said that before. They used to market Las Vegas, and this is true enough. They did used to market Las Vegas for kids. I mean, our families, and say, hey, bring your whole family. And then remember this little black girl that got murdered in the bathroom in the MGM? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yes. Okay, well, that was the end of that. And so that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like a big mistake has to happen first before people realize, oh, Las Vegas is not a family town. There's nothing about it that is. Go ahead. Well, it, it's Sin City. But let me, Rodney, let me add something, a little flavor to what you was talking about. This is sort of an experiment moving out there. And also I want to add, when they, move, when, the, when they were negotiating all of this between the city of Oakland and the Alameda County supervisors and everybody, they were negotiating, keeping the Raiders, that negotiation wasn't done in good faith. Now, Al Davis, he sat there, he went, they were going back and forth, but Al Davis was determined to move. Of course, uh, bless his soul, may he rest in peace, he's gone now. Mark Davis has taken over. He's keeping on with his father's legacy and father's wishes by leaving. They're going to exit. I, we, I knew with, years before I said it on Facebook, they're leaving, and a lot of people cursed me out on Facebook. And um, it's not that I wanted them to leave. I'm just telling it like it is. And sometimes the truth hurts. It's always going to hurt. So when we know it's coming, we got to get ready for it. So the Raiders are leaving. But I give it five years. This is 2017. Everybody hear me. Bobby Dell's saying it. Five years, then every, it's going to be quagmire and chaos financially because 
the, the experiment is just not going to go well. And I'm not wishing nothing bad because I love the Raiders and I respect them. They're leaving us. They're going to Vegas. They're looking. It's all about the money. Maybe they've made all the money that they feel they could make here, and they're going to try to make more because the more money you make, the more money you want to take. Well, you know, well I don't think I don't think right. they made all the money they can make here because we were paying we were paying last year and five years uh, behind that we were paying twenty five dollars a seat for the upper nation. Prior uh-huh. to the prior to prior to the five seven years, we were paying seventy eight dollars a seat for the upper nation up in three forty five. Now I was in I was in three seventeen until I threw my season tickets away when the Raiders said they were moved. I said I would not support y'all building a stadium in, in Las Vegas. They raised the price this year to seventy two dollars, sixty eight dollars a seat in the upper nation. So 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 I went from paying I went from paying a measly five hundred dollars for for a, 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 a season to fifteen hundred and thirty five dollars a season. So my question my question is when they get ready to fill a sixty eight thousand seat stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, a person's seat is gonna cost them Two, two to three hundred dollars for the seat. Plus, they got to pay for for lodging. Plus, they got to yep. pay for traveling. Was it? Well, I can drive out there. Well, hell, it's gonna cost you three hundred dollars to drive out there. Now, now if you're a season, if, if you're a season ticket holder, your season ticket cost just went from a thousand dollars of fifth from eleven to twelve hundred dollars a year to over five thousand dollars a year. And, and I got all these people running around talking, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's in my budget. You don't know what's going to happen in America after this guy, this, this this 45 guy gets done doing what he's doing. You don't know. We, we, exactly. we might not be able to Las Vegas, you know, but, but leave you with this. You're going from the coastline to the sand. Come on, man. Everything dies in the coast. sand. <laughs> come on, man! I want to go play in the sand. It ain't no water. I mean, come on. We 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 moved to the Bay Area because we had to see. We could get in the sand and go wash off in the water. You take yep, the exactly. Yeah, I I think that's really a, a very valid point about being in California and leaving from California. To another state. I, I, I think that I think that's poor thought. Hey, listen, everybody, you're listening to T25CL. That's www.t25cl.com, and this is Straight Talk. And I'm going to give everybody two minutes, and then we're going to wrap up and close the show. Uh, we want to start with Roslyn. What who do you have on for tomorrow night, Roslyn? Oh, I have a gentleman on from the Harbor Mandated Programs. He's a gentleman that um, um, has uh, what you call, uh, he's a post-classic. Uh-oh. What is that? I guess I know. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm here. He's going to be tomorrow. He's going to be from the Harbor Mandate Program. He um, deals with people who are uh, recently who are recently incarcerated, just got out of 
out of a prison. He deals with people who are who are dealing with anger management. He has people uh, with he's a, a psychotherapist. So it's gonna be a very interesting program tomorrow. Very interesting. But I do have one number. Yeah, what is that? Who is that? Uh, hey, the, the okay, we have just a little bit of noise. Uh, uh, everybody, check your noise volume. Okay, go ahead, uh, Robert. Yes. Yeah. Hey, the Warriors won again tonight. Yeah, we. we All right. That. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Yay, Warriors. Who knows? Who knows? All right, but uh, um, you know, I enjoyed tonight's program. I know there's so much that could be shared, um, but. Uh, it, it it still goes on. It goes on. Absolutely. All right, we're going to listen to you, Roslyn's Corner, tomorrow night at 730. Uh, Bobby Dell, two minutes. Let's have you uh, wrap up your point there, sir. We thank you for being on. Go ahead. Well, I'm very thankful to have been on. I appreciate it. I, I hope everything that we said to our listeners, uh, somebody's going to think of something and call into your show and say something that may cause us to all start coming together. Sometimes it just takes a little nudge because there's a lot of money all around us. We just don't have it, but we can get it because it takes a strong mind, strong body, strong soul and spirit. We can take it. I mean, it, it's there for us. We just got to get out there and move. We got to do something. We got to vote, vote, everybody register to vote. We can talk and complain all we want, but if we don't vote, we're not going to get nothing done. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara, Rodney, Rosalind, everybody. Thank you for allowing me to be here and speak my piece. I love you guys. I love you all. We love you as well. We thank you so much for the support. We support you, brother. We appreciate you holding it down right there in East Oakland. And uh, Rodney Best, we want to come back to you and uh, tell us, uh, just uh, finish up, give us a two minutes, and then we're going to close the show. Go ahead, Rodney. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. There's a there's an Internet site called the fanfairness.com, fan, F-A-N, fairness.org, not com, org. And this, this uh, site allows you to look at some of the ensuring fan-driven sports policy uh, uh, decisions. So if you want to see what the fans really thought about the Raiders moving from Oakland, Tune in to them. And, 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 and here's a couple of quick statements from people who were at a meeting with me in, uh, uh, in regard to the Raiders stand in Oakland. You had uh, T.J. Martinez. T.J. Martinez, that's that, that 60 mob. He said, we support Oakland. We spend. Uh, Chewy Gomez, he said, youngsters need to keep it right here for, for the youngsters in Oakland. Leo Brazil said, Oak Town. You know, Granny Goose is gone. Uh, cabbage world's gone, no emotion, no feeling. All elected officials should support the Raiders remaining. And he said, we as Oakland community residents need to call these elected officials and let them know this is not something that really, really looks looks good for the city of Oakland. And with that, i like to just say one more time, how can you leave the beach and head to the sand and expect you're going to have success <laughs> in your hand. Mark, there you go. Hear me, yep. hear me. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? We put it down tonight. We put it down hard. You know, we didn't, we, 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 we took all the prisoners. 
We called names, and you know what? We just need you guys to do better. We need you to realize that we love Oakland. We love the Oakland in our mind, the experience, the one that raised us, that taught us how to be cool, the one that was multicultural, the one that gave us our souls, our spirits, and and, and now we, 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 we fear for the people that remain in Oakland. We fear for the culture. We fear for the Raiders. We fear for our young people who are not safe in the streets. We just need the elected officials to do better. We need them to do uh-huh. better. Anyway, everybody, this is Straight Talk Live, and you heard it right here. We love you, Raiders. We love you, Mark Davis. Oh, man, we need you to think this one through, friend. All right, and we want to thank Ronnie Lott and the consortium that put the money together to keep them in Oakland. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. All right, and to everybody, we want to say thank you, and to all, a good night. Good night. Good night. Good Good night. night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.